Hello, Chinese friends. Welcome to Spiritual Waimai. 欢迎来到属灵外卖 Delivering the spiritual food to you when you can't get out. 当你无法外出的时候，我们为你速递属天灵粮 This Spiritual Waimai article is a part of the series entitled "You're God's Masterpiece: The Genesis Notes." 本期属灵外卖来自特别系列。你是神的杰作，创世纪手记。Studying the book of Genesis to discover direction and hope for your awesome life. 通过研读创世纪，并联系新约的思想，为您的美好生活提供指引和亮光。The New World, Genesis Chapter Nine. Noah's first act once he and his family came off the ark was to worship the Lord. Noah and his family have just survived a flood that God used to destroy all life on Earth, except for Noah's small family and the animals who found refuge in the ark. Undoubtedly, Noah had a strong respect for God and a holy fear after the life-changing experience. If you were on the ark with Noah and watched God's powerful destruction of the world, how would you feel about God? If I had survived the flood, I might feel a little afraid of God. What is going to happen next? Is the world safe? The flood demonstrated God's power, justice, and holiness. The flood waters receded, and God called Noah and his family out of the ark. Now God will demonstrate His mercy, kindness, and love towards Noah and humankind. The blessing, Genesis chapter nine verses one to seven. Then God blessed Noah and his sons, saying to them, "Be fruitful and increase in numbers, and fill the earth. The fear and dread of you will fall on all the beasts of the earth." And on all the birds of the sky, on every creature that moves along the ground, and on all the fish of the sea, they are given into your hands. Everything that lives and moves about will be food for you. Just as I gave you the green plants, I now give you everything. But you must not eat meat that has its lifeblood still in it. And for your lifeblood, I will surely demand an accounting. I will demand an accounting from every animal. And from each human being too, I will demand an accounting for the life of another human being. Whoever sheds human blood, by humans shall their blood be shed. For in the image of God has God made mankind. As for you, be fruitful and increase in number, multiply on the earth and increase upon it. God now blesses Noah and his sons, and He gives them the same command He had given Adam and Eve years ago. Be fruitful and increase. In these verses, we see God's desire to fill the earth once again with human beings, as He uses the words "fruitful," "increase," "fill," and "multiply." Once Noah and his family were off the ark, God gave them a new food source: meat. But God gave a limit to their meat eating; they must not eat the blood. Throughout the Bible, God repeats this command to not eat the blood. Later on in Leviticus, we learn more about the importance of blood. Leviticus chapter seventeen verses ten to twelve. I will set my face against any Israelite or any foreigner residing among them who eats blood, and I will cut them off from the people, for the life of a creature is in the blood, and I have given it to you to make atonement for yourselves on the altar. It is the blood that makes atonement for one's life. Therefore, I say to the Israelites, none of you may eat blood, nor may any foreigner residing among you eat blood. 
We know scientifically that blood carries oxygen and nutrients to all parts of the body. If we remember back to Adam, the breath of God in Adam caused him to be alive, and the blood of Adam then took the life breath of God to all parts of his body. In the blood is the life. After God tells Noah he can eat meat, but not blood, God then gives the command to not shed human blood. God commands them to not kill others. If you murder someone, you will not go unpunished. Do you remember one of the major problems with the world before the flood? They were violent. I have to believe there was a lot of murder. God makes it clear that he will punish murder. In these seven verses, God has a great emphasis on life. He wants Noah's family to be fruitful and multiply. He commands them not to murder. They are to create life, not destroy life. Jesus has the same emphasis on life. John chapter 10, verse 10. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. In the same passage, Jesus talked about how he will bring life, but he will also give his life away for us. He also makes a distinction between what he does and what the devil does. Jesus brings life. Satan brings death. We want to stand on the side of life. All life is valuable. Your life is valuable. Sometimes people can fall into such troubles in life which may lead to despair, depression, or hopelessness. They feel they no longer want to live. They feel they have no purpose. Remember, God promotes life. He thinks all life is important and your life is important. The devil wants to lie to you to say your life is worthless. This is a lie. Your life is precious. You are a part of the blessing to Noah. To fill the earth, you are a part of his plan and you are a treasure to God. The Covenant Genesis chapter 9 verses 8 to 17 Then God said to Noah and to his sons with him, I now establish my covenant with you and with your descendants after you and with every living creature that was with you, the birds, the livestock, and all the wild animals, all those that came out of the ark with you, every living creature on earth, I establish my covenant with you. Never again will all life be destroyed by the waters of a flood. Never again will there be a flood to destroy the earth. And God said, This is the sign of the covenant I am making between me and you and every living creature with you, a covenant for all generations to come. I have set my rainbow in the clouds, and it will be the sign of the covenant between me and the earth. Whenever I bring clouds over the earth and the rainbow appears in the clouds, I will remember my covenant between me and you and all living creatures of every kind. Never again will the waters become a flood to destroy all life. Whenever the rainbow appears in the clouds, I will see it and remember the everlasting covenant between God and all living creatures of every kind on the earth. So God said to Noah, This is the sign of the covenant I have established between me and all life on the earth. After the blessing and command to create life, God does something very important. He enters into a covenant with Noah, 
A covenant is a contract with a relationship. In this covenant, God says he will never again destroy the world with a flood. And he gives a sign to Noah, a rainbow. This must have been a total relief to Noah and his sons. God will never flood the earth again. God has blessed them and really wants to promote life. He gives Noah and his family a responsibility. Have babies. Don't murder. Now with this covenant, God shows what his part will be. He will never again destroy the world with a flood. The people have their responsibility. Create life, do not murder. And God has his responsibility. No more floods to destroy the world. Then God enters into a covenant with them and gives them a beautiful sign. Have you ever seen a rainbow? They are so beautiful. What an incredible colorful arc to see in the sky. Do you know what makes a rainbow? Light shining through drops of water. The light gets refracted through the water and splits into different colors. Think of the first rainy day Noah and his family experienced after the flood. I'm sure as soon as the drops of rain fell, they looked back at the ark and wanted to run in again. But just then, a beam of sunshine came from heaven through the clouds hitting the falling rain. The light of the sun surged through the raindrops and divided the colors of the rainbow, and the sign from God reassured them there would be no flood. What a beautiful sight! Even today, when we see a rainbow in the sky, we're reminded of God's promise to not destroy the earth with a flood. Thousands of years later, God has kept his promise. Respect. Genesis chapter 9, verses 18 to 29. The sons of Noah who came out of the ark were Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Ham was the father of Canaan. These were the three sons of Noah, and from them came the people who were scattered over the whole earth. Noah, a man of the soil, proceeded to plant a vineyard. When he drank some of its wine, he became drunk and lay uncovered inside his tent. Ham, the father of Canaan, saw his father naked and told his two brothers outside. But Shem and Japheth took a garment and laid it across their shoulders. Then they walked in backward and covered their father's naked body. Their faces were turned the other way so they would not see their father naked. When Noah awoke from his wine and found out what his youngest son had done to him, he said, Cursed be Canaan, the lowest of slaves will he be to his brothers. He also said, Praise be to the Lord, the God of Shem. May Canaan be the slave of Shem. May God extend Japheth's territory. May Japheth live in the tents of Shem. And may Canaan be the slave of Japheth. After the flood, Noah lived 350 years. Noah lived a total of 950 years, and then he died. After getting off the ark, Noah got right to work. He planted a vineyard. He enjoyed his own wine and unfortunately became drunk. We cannot criticize Noah for drinking wine because God did not criticize him. But I would say, be careful of too much wine. You could disgrace yourself like Noah did. Too much alcohol can bring shame, embarrassment, or worse. Do not let alcohol control you. In this story, we learn something about the three sons of Noah, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. In this story, Ham does two actions. 
He looks at his father's nakedness and then he talks about it. He probably did not use kind words. Ham probably intended to gossip, mock, or joke. He exposed his father's shame. We don't know for sure what he did, but we know what happened next. His brothers Shem and Japheth do the opposite of Ham. They did not look, and they covered their father's shame. They showed respect for their father, and they also demonstrated mercy. Let us learn from Shem and Japheth. Let us respect others and with mercy cover their shame when we can. There is a blessing for us when we are merciful to others. The Start of the New World If we put these three parts of the chapter together, we see the following points. Number one, God values life. Be fruitful, do not murder. Number two, God wants to enter a relationship, covenant with all humans. Number three, God wants humans to respect each other. This was the start of the new world after the flood. The strong value on life and relationships. How can we also value these ideas from God? Are we valuing them in our lives? Thanks for having some spiritual limey with us. We hope that you liked it and that it fed your soul. And we hope you come back for some more. We love ya.